Hello and welcome to Law and Order S Review here on Fanversation. I am Yel Teagle. That is Taylor Gates. Hello, Taylor. Hello. Hello. Um, it is back to school month here at S Review. We are talking season six, episode five, Outcry. Um, before we jump into this episode, if you need the hotline for rain, their number is 1-800-656-4673, Uh, If you find yourself in a situation, uh, please reach out to Rain. Uh, Taylor, what does that spell? I was going to say, you skipped a part. It spells hope, everyone. I didn't skip it. I got, I came back. Got ahead of yourself. I just wanted to make sure that people understood what the hotline was for. I'm not going to let you live, so... <laughs> That's fair. Um, also, welcome uh, for people who are watching us live. Hello. Um, this, If this is your first time joining us, that's a choice. Um, but also, uh, please consider this your content warning here on the S Review Podcast. We d- say things out of pocket, as the kids say. <laughs> yeah, we use that correctly. Good job. Thank you. Um, and so consider this your content warning. I'm going to say some shit. We swear on this podcast. Um, we don't fucking swear. <laughs> I, I fucking swear. Uh, I cuss like a sailor. Same. <laughs> um, which is fitting since there are army cadets in this episode. Ha-ha. Oh, good transition, good segue. Thank you. Here is the uh, here's a quick cap for season six, episode five, Outcry, also known as the Amanda Seyfried. Seyfried? Seyfried I always Seyfried. say it the wrong way. So I always say Seyfried, and it's not that. So whatever it's... Okay. Seyfried. This is Seyfried. the Amanda Seyfried episode. Yeah. Uh, here's the quick app. A missing teenager found beaten and tied up in a college dormitory under construction claims that she was raped. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, so for those who don't know, the quick cap is literally just the like summary that I steal from IMDb. Today's quick cap was like a whole paragraph and I went, that's not a quick cap. So I took the first sentence and stopped in the middle. I mean, that that does sum it up. Of course it yes. takes from there but that is the setup which yes what a quick cap usually quick yeah quick cap usually does. yeah exactly um hello alexa in the chat and sarah in the chat as well uh we love having you here i'm so glad you could make it um let's start with <laughs> this episode i for those who don't know, I decided that we should do a back to school month um, of episodes, and I specifically wanted to do Hudson episodes. Um, <clears throat> and I love that this episode is a Hudson episode, but not about a Hudson student. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is, in fact, about a 16 year old who was found in the construction site, bless you, of <laughs> Hudson's new dorms. Yes. Um, which happens to be across the street from where the Army cadets live in their dorms my question i guess is and i'm asking uh anyone who went to i'm gonna go with a regular university is that a thing with like army cadets on school campus in uniform but going to school i'm confused 
It wasn't at mine, but I went to a smaller, like, liberal arts. It could be at, like, a state school type of deal, like a bigger college. I could see that. I don't get it. I don't understand the idea of, like, a... Like, don't the isn't the military, don't they have their own training shit? And then there are like military schools, like, yeah, but there are things, I guess, maybe just in high school, but like ROTC, but that's not true because I had friends. But also, what is that? <laughs> ROTC is like when you're in high school and you like sort of train. So, I have a couple of friends who like are went to school through the military to like get their things paid for and things. Sure. And then- doctors and things so they were in the military but it was like a slightly different thing they still went to like the same like school but i and they had like special programs and classes and things that they had to do for that but i don't think they ever lived in a dorm that was like separate and special so there are different and- programs like this but mm-hmm. it's like giving fraternity sorority to me like it's so strange um so that part maybe is made up or like special for hudson but the fact of people being in the military on a campus like this totally checks out. So, like, I do understand that people, like, will go to the military and and that will help, like, get them school funding or whatever. Like, I do know that that's a thing. The My question more so is this, like, I guess, part military, part school situation. Um, I just don't... I'm there's I have no judgment. I'm just I'm I don't know. I've not heard of these things that I want people to explain it to me. Yeah, I think it I think it exists. I think the only thing that's tripping me out is the shared dorm situation because I don't think that's usually how it is. But I think the other parts make sense to me. Sure. Um, What about them wearing like they had to wear uniform to school? Yeah, I could see that. Like I could see that. Every day feels a little bit overkill, but maybe on certain certain occasions. I don't mm. know. It right. super trip me up, though. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I just, <laughs> having seen this episode many times, I'm like trying to pay attention to new things. And I was like, yeah. I've never thought about the fact that the army cadets have their own dorms and go to this school. Um, Sarah in the chat, <laughs> who is, I think, closer to where you and I are. Um, I never saw that, but I was at a performance conservatory. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I wasn't at a school, a normal school either. Um, even though I went to a state school, it just wasn't a, like, I guess. Yeah. Like, I mean, I could see it like at really large schools. Right. Different facets and programs and all of that. I really hope somebody uh, listening or watching went to a, like, I'm going to just keep saying normal university who can explain this to us. Yeah. Um, Or maybe we all went to normal universities and this is weird. Very well could be. Right, because it's Hudson. And as Sarah points out, never go to Hudson. No, absolutely not. Ever. Um, All right. So we find... Amanda Seyfried, Seyfried, fuck. Just um, Amanda. Amanda S. <laughs> um, mean girl. We find the mean girl. Um, <laughs> um, I'm going to call her Megan's body. True. <laughs> stuff. Wow. Just like thinking about her career is crazy. Chloe. Oh, man. I mean, the dropout. Elizabeth Holmes. Like, so. Oh. Yes. So good. 
she's amazing and she was amazing in this too she's been amazing yes she's so talented um so I have the way my notes are is here's her first story and then her second story yeah. and then the third story. Um, I look, I remember watching this episode and being like, oh, it was the dad. Like from the get, I was like, it was the stepdad. Yeah, because he's so sketchy. But like, I'm glad that it wasn't because that would have been the most predictable thing ever. And I was like, this guy's sketchy as a fuck. Like he's so, and even the mom, I'm like, I don't know about you. Like, I don't know about you, actually. So when the boss was like, next you're going to accuse her mother, you were like, yeah, maybe. I was like, yeah, honestly, she seems a little suspect. Um, I do like, just to talk about the stepdad, like, I do like that when Stabler accused him, he punched him so hard. Um, Because that, like, in that moment, I was like, oh, it wasn't him. Which is why when later, when it's the the boss is like, I saw her like a daughter, like this is disgusting. And he like just sat there. I was like, yeah, see the difference? See the difference? Yeah. Ugh. Um, let's talk about Elliot and his reporter friend. Because I feel like Okay. <laughs> here's why. I feel like every once in a while the show will be like, let me talk to my reporter friend. And it's always someone new. Yeah. Where'd you meet this meet this guy? Well, Stabler says that they went to high school together. Okay. Um, but I do appreciate that this the reporter points out that Stabler being there, Stabler events of being on this case, tells the world that she was a rape victim. Yeah, exactly. Um why why are our cops so stupid? <laughs> to be fair. She is a minor, so that could also mm. child abuse. But yes, I agree that it <laughs> adds a lot of suspicion to that aspect of things. I mean, to also to be fair, she was a missing child. Yeah. So that is also a minor. So it's like, okay, they could just be there to figure out what happened to this kid. But also, come on. When when the reporter says to him when they were having the drinks and he says, um, like, so you're confirming she's a victim. <laughs> Stabler should be like, she was missing. <laughs> right. So, yes. We all know she was a victim. Right. What? <laughs> yeah, there were, she's been on the news for days. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Alexa in the chat says, repeat offender Michael O'Keefe always plays a good sketchy character. That is correct. Um, her father was Michael O'Keefe. Um, and he is definitely a repeat offender. Let me get that list for us. One moment, please. You got some elevator music for us? Some what? Elevator music. Um, sure. <laughs> I think it was like Mario Kart music, but it was beautiful. Better, actually. Thanks. It was perfect. Was it, was, it was exactly what I needed. Um, he has been, in fact, in four episodes in season three, episode 14, Counterfeit, in season six, this episode, Outcry, and twice in season 17, um, in a two part episode, he was Father Eugene O'Hannigan. In um, the really obnoxious, creepy, um, priesty thing. 
And Alexa reminds us that is Tucker's cousin. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, I blocked that out. Um, because those episodes were stupid. Yes. <laughs> Not only were those episodes stupid, but if you would like those stories, please go check out. I haven't even seen it yet, but I'm sure it's better. The documentary about the Keepers, I think it was called, um, which is the story that that's based on. Anyway, um, speaking of repeat offenders, I'm just going to jump all the way to the end. The girl at the end, who is the, the, the victim who comes forward and is like, it was Mike Tucker. Um. First of all, this time I noticed she was sitting behind Stabler in the courthouse the whole time. And I was like, oh, she's been hey. sitting there for her. Yeah. Um, she was previously, this actress is named, um, oh, I lost it. Emma Bell, I want to say is the right name. Yep, Emma Bell. Oh, I'm killing it. Uh, she repeats again in season 15, episode 22, Reasonable Doubt. So this was her first. Um Amazing. All right. So here are the stories that Tandy, which is such a good name, um, tells. Is it? Because she just does not scream Tandy to me. Oh, she, it doesn't fit her. I just like that name. Oh. Tandy's a great name. Yeah, but it's not her name. You know? No. I just Absolutely. don't. Like, that's an Emily if I've ever seen one, you know? <laughs> Hannah. That's a Shannon. That's not a Tandy. A Bethany, I could see. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's all these names. I'm like, yep, Tandy isn't on the list at all. <laughs> um, that's yeah. a Sarah. Okay. <laughs> As I think of them, I'm just going to scream them out for you. <laughs> that's I'm not, crazy. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing. Um, okay. Uh, so her first story is that she was walking home from the library to the bus stop. She was invited to a party by uniformed guys. Um, and that was where she, they were like forcing her to go to a party. Uh, the second story is that they took her to get food and watched her from outside. Uh, the third story is that she made the whole thing up. Um, and then the fourth story is that it was the, uh, boss. And he threatened to fire her dad. Which, like, <sighs> honestly, a good threat to make towards a 16-year-old, I would say. Like, that's effective. Especially it is. because of his bad heart. Right. I, I think, while I agree, I think it also feels like a weak... It's, it's weak. Like, the threat... I think, like... I don't know. Like, I'm going to fire him and make his life so stressful that his heart gives out and he won't have insurance. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it more so than just I'm going to fire him and then he won't have insurance and then he's fucked. Well, I also think it's like, if you tell him this, he's going to be so upset that it's going to mess with his heart too. I think mm. there's that layer to it too. Sure. I think it was like a good threat all around because, I don't know, that's so much added stress to that guy's life. I just feel like usually the threats are like, I'm going to kill your family. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. I know where you live. I'm going to kill your family. It's like, she did say they said that too, to be fair. Right. <laughs> so, but I don't know. I think it was, like, it's weirdly sweet that she was, like, trying to protect him, you know? It's and very the way sweet. It comes out is really good. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I'm scared for him. I was like, what? He said, and I don't think I even wrote this line down, but Olivia's like, he's not going to die. He's just going to go to jail. Right. <laughs> I, I love that. <laughs> I loved that moment. It was so he's good. He's not going to um, die. He's just going to go to prison. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. Um, I love our bodega guy, Fred. Um, he, I love that he, like, he did see her. He remembered the food and nothing else. Yeah. He didn't remember her name, her. what she looked like. And for the people who were examining all of the food and stuff, they're like, wow, you got that from a few crumbs? And she's like, I literally got that from the Lily. <laughs> stupid bitches <laughs> so good uh, um, let's talk about the video from the party um, and the alleged uh, sex acts of a minor she was dancing right? yeah she was strictly dancing <laughs> um, there are videos of me and my friends dancing from high school yeah, go on TikTok. <laughs> oh, like, right. Right, right. This was clearly before that because of that and because of the press stuff and all of that. But I was like, we just having a good time, frankly. Like, okay. I do appreciate that once we find out who, one, we find out who shot the video from the mirror. I loved that. That's such a fun uh, moment. And then that the video cuts out right after like she sneaks away alone, totally like shift suspicion to this guy. Um, I also appreciate that he was like, I wanted to sell it. Yeah. <laughs> like an entrepreneur, if I've ever seen one. Um, yeah. And then they do that. He's not going to come forward because they'd get in trouble. Like it, his whole thing, <laughs> this low life makes sense. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> um, what do you think about the handprint on the sheetrock? I don't even, honestly, there are so many details. I'm like trying to even think about what the part that was. So they found, like, they were looking for fingerprints where she was right. found. And they find a full handprint on the sheetrock. And I appreciate, and it belongs to the stepdad. And he's like, we built this. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. It, yeah, you can't, you can't be like... It's a building that people have been working in. Like, there's going to be fingerprints, handmaids everywhere. It's, like, worse than a hotel. Right. There's That's such a strange thing. It's like, oh, no fingerprints on the course it is. He was there. He's admitted to that. Like They built it. Yeah, that's the thing. It's such bad evidence. Ugh. Um... I will say one of my favorite moments uh, in this episode, aside from like Amanda, Tandy, Tracy, Patty, <laughs> um, Betty, aside from all of her <laughs> performances, I think that the thing that is so great is after Craig and make forces Stabler to arrest her is that Benson is like, is everybody stupid? Because she's clearly a victim. 
Yeah, the arrest reminded me a little bit of Dreams Deferred, which we talked about. And it's like they're arresting her for a different purpose, like to force her to kind of actually say what happened. Because we know that she didn't just make it up. At least Olivia does. Like, she knows. So it's like, okay, well, this is the only way we're going to get her to talk is to force her in here. Which is like a shitty thing, but effective at times, I guess. Um, I think... I agree. I think Olivia being the only one that was like, clearly something happened was fine. <laughs> Whatever. Um, look, it's season six. I I can yeah. understand. It's better. It's early still. Yeah. Um, and the men folk being mad is, <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Men folk be like that. So to us, shut up. <laughs> resources okay um but also this is the second time in the episode where olivia kind of forces decisions earlier is the social services law forcing her to go to the hospital which honestly like i'm not mad about that one but stabler's dad is reacting yeah come on how are you Yes, of course, you're going to make her go there. Well, he's talking like that. I think, like, the fact that they didn't have an opportunity to, like, talk to her and be like, this is why you should go to the hospital. I understand why Olivia made that choice. And then later when she's like, get him out of the room, I need to talk to her again. Make another choice for her. But then when they're with Casey, right? It's Casey. Um... Then when they're with Casey and uh, and they're like, what do we do? And she's like, I can't make that choice for you. Yeah. I want to be like, but you've been making all the choices for her. So. Yeah. Well, it worked. <laughs> Olivia knows how to manipulate, apparently. Well, and she doesn't regret it. Okay. She doesn't regret it. No. Um, so. Let's talk about this creepy ass boss. Sure. Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, he was giving me vibes the whole time, honestly. Um, great casting choice because this man is a creeper. So sorry yeah. to the actor. Um, do to do that. Where did I want to give him a shout out? Uh, Mike Tucker. Why is he not credited? What's happening? There he is. Um, John Bedford Lloyd is the actor. And he uh, 100% deserves credit for playing a creeper. Yep. The creepiest of creeps. Creepiest. Um, For those who don't know, this episode was directed by Constantine Macris. I'm guessing on that pronunciation. And written by Patrick uh harbinson yeah it's no speed weed episode it is no speed weed that's clear um but it's still a fun episode yeah um i also think what's really interesting is at the end when we finally get the story of what actually happened and she says that after (laughs) he gave her 20 dollars for a taxi um but instead she hid for two days and genuinely my thought was man Taxis were so cheap back then. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you that right now. 
20 bucks is going to cover her taxi. Either she lives very close or taxis were very cheap. And I think that they were very cheap in 2004. Agreed. Um, any other thoughts on the episode or should we get to your favorite part of the um, I do want to talk about how fake the blood looked when the army cadet was ran over in the street. I just didn't believe it. <laughs> the blood um, looked so fake. So, totally agree. Also, for a moment, I thought he was dead and then he blinked and I was like, what the fuck? And then I listened and heard that he was alive. <laughs> yeah. I, like, rewound because I was like, did, we wait, did he blink? He's in a coma. Okay, but we didn't see woke up from that. No, no, it's said at some point that he's in a coma. So I think he stays in a coma through the episode. Okay, well, <laughs> the next season he wakes up finally. <laughs> That'd be crazy. We need to do something like that. <laughs> How would it help anything? I don't know. It could just be interesting. Season 25. Yeah. Remember that guy from season six? He woke up from his coma. I don't know. It could be fine. Um, I'll allow it. All right. You missed so much stuff. Can you imagine trying to adjust a life like that? <laughs> you know what? I want it. I want it now. You bring Jenny back too. Like, maybe mm. it's romance. I don't know. All right, I'll allow that as well. Thank you. If you guys run out of ideas, go ahead and feel free to use that. <laughs> but let me write freelance the episode to me. Okay, moving on. Taylor, I'm sure you're ready with some best lines. There's not that many because this wasn't a super funny episode, but best, um, best lines don't have to be funny. Yes, they do for me. Um, give me your tired, your poor, your homicidal taxi drivers. Mm. That was a good. I feel like that is really what the Statue of Liberty stands for. Um, we've got no security cameras, plus he's a weirdo. <laughs> I just really like <laughs> that both of those things have equal weight. <laughs> you get the tape, Miss Novak, not the auteur. I just like the, how they use that because they always hear that word now, like directors. And mm. um, I'm kind of shy around pretty women, all right? Who isn't? Like, who amongst us isn't? Um, I was, those were the only four I had, but first of all, 100% accurate. <laughs> like, okay, so was everyone else. Like, I do appreciate that it's pointed out that she was a 16 year old girl, but yeah, but also Amanda Seyfried. Like, right, yeah, Hello. how old was she when she was this was filmed? I don't know, great question. Like, uh, was she 18? <laughs> like, I assume she was 18. I'm assuming she's 18, too. But... Uh, if not older. Um, all right. So those are the best lines. Uh, I'm ready for what I learned, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, what did I want to do at this point? Oh, uh, shower thoughts. Yeah. <clears throat> so for our friends who listen in the shower, hello. Taylor, do you have any shower thoughts for them? <laughs> I hope that after you take your shower, you continue your day of self-care by perhaps getting a bacon, egg, and cheese from a bodega. Um, I hope the guy's not creepy. 
and a weirdo. I hope it's delicious. Ooh. And I hope the shower is either warming you if you're a little chilly or cooling you off if you are sweaty and it's hot where you live. Yeah. Damn. What yeah. a good shower thought. Um, I'm also just going to add that because uh, you mentioned like a day of self-care. And my thought was, are you a morning or an evening showerer? Do you want me to answer that? Yeah. Night shower. I'm also a night shower. I, I can't do a morning shower. I don't get morning showers. What about that is fun? You have to blow dry your hair. I don't do anything with my hair except brush it after I shower. Um, I I will say, <laughs> since I bring him up on the podcast all the time, <laughs> Tari's a morning shower, and he says that it wakes him up. It like refreshes him. It gives me a little bit. I don't need to go sleepy after I take a shower. It's warm. It's comforting. Yeah, my thought is, if I have the time to shower in the morning, I could just sleep period yes exactly like i'm not a morning person like my showers <laughs> that's late true. At night too i yeah he yelled at that we've slept in hotel rooms together um i shower at like 1 a.m usually actually mm, i'm also a very very late night shower and have definitely done a 2 a.m shower <laughs> yeah frequently. before bed yeah and those are our shower yeah. thoughts today <laughs> but <laughs> it's before i go to sleep not after. yeah all right. Um, so, Taylor, are you ready for what did we learn? Because I'm fucking ready. Go, because I don't know really have one. Okay, so um, I learned that the nose on the Statue of Liberty is four and a half feet. Yes, okay, I did learn that too, actually. Schnoz is the word they actually use. They use schnoz, but I wanted to clarify for people. Yeah, I just like schnoz. Um, I guess I learned about like the social whatever law that you mentioned. It, it's not a real law, the social services law. Oh, she I'm... lied. That's not a thing. Oh, it felt real to me. <laughs> that was the whole point of that part. Was she made it up to force her to get the that rape kit? True. It should be <laughs> because if she's underage, right? But we've seen it previously where like the parent has to consent to it and um. And they've had to fight that because, like, the parent doesn't want the kid re-traumatized or whatever. That's so stupid because what if the parent's guilty? Right. The problem is, though, that, like, it's a very invasive... A, a rape kid is very invasive. And yeah. so... Well, okay. To force that a child... Yeah, that makes sense. But that's that gets into such great territory. I totally agree. And I feel like there should be something, perhaps, like... A rape kit is not cannot be forced, but like her clothing, you know, she has to like must give over her clothing and, and be put into like sweats or something so that they can at least get some evidence. Yeah. Although, well, I mean, I'm saying this, but like I know that I'm walking a slippery slope of forcing people to do things and, and yeah, like, crossing it's so boundaries. far that they're young because it's like because so much unfortunately is like perpetrated by people that they know and I think making those decisions I think yeah I think what's in this episode specifically right like the ambulance is there and her stepdad wants to take her home and I think that like forcing medical attention because she has been missing for days makes sense to like make yeah. sure that you know she isn't injured 
not necessarily forcing the rape kit. And then when she's like calmed down a bit, then talking her into it. I think like there's some, there's a middle ground that's missing. I guess I thought that that the fake law that I guess I didn't read as fake was more about like medical attention in general. You know what I mean? Mm. I wasn't like, oh, she was t- like, she was like, we're going to the hospital. <laughs> like right. we are making sure she's fine and like going to talk to her and not just like letting her leave. I think what's also interesting is that she's put into the ambulance and no one goes, like her father doesn't go with her. Benson doesn't go with, like no one goes with the screaming, terrified girl. It's messed up. Um, But yeah. And I learned that like the army cadet, are they on campus or not? Right. It was up up in the air, but that was real. Um, I think we learned that we didn't go to schools that had things like this. True. So we don't know. True. Um, that's what we learned this episode. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, we don't really have a lot of uh, news or announcements or anything this week, but uh, we did make some decisions on our back to school month of episodes. So here they are. Today we did Outcry. Next week we will be doing Class. Do you remember that episode? Season 7, episode 17? Not particularly well. Great. I cannot wait to discuss it next week. Um, and then we'll be doing Impulsive. This one uh, I remember. <laughs> yeah, this is season 9, episode 3. This is the Melissa Joan Hart episode where she's the teacher. Um, I cannot wait till we get that. I like put it at the end as like a like a gift. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also have, I already chose the next back to school episode we will be doing after that because it'll, it'll be early September. So school had just started. Um, also not a Hudson episode. Uh, impulsive isn't a Hudson episode either. Um, but I thought, you know, back to school and apparently I'm not allowed to do incest September. So that's correct. That's still not a thing we're doing. <laughs> Thanks for checking. <laughs> um so i cannot wait um and i appreciate um i believe i uh i received there was the people had sent me um episodes to do let's see one second i got you where did it go Um, yes. So Alexa, I believe it was you who in fact sent me these episodes. Uh, and we chose to do one of the ones that you submitted, which is class, which is next week. So thank you for that. Um, awesome. And Sarah says good episode picks. Thanks, Sarah. Uh, so I think unless am I, did I forget a segment? Is that what we do? We have no new reviews on iTunes, which is such a bummer because we got such a good one last week. Um, But if you're on iTunes, leave us a rating and review. Five stars if you like us, four stars if you don't. Other stars still broken. Uh, If you don't like us, leave a comment on how we can improve. If you do like us, tell us why. We like compliments. We're narcissists. (laughs) You know, I say that a lot. And so I appreciate that you have lumped yourself in with me. Yeah. Um, And for our friends in the shower, thanks. All right. Shower, if you no judgment, but <laughs> we're very much bath territory at this point. <laughs> we should have a bath segment. Anyway, not the point. Not the point. 
too distracted by what people are doing while they listen to our show. Um, I will say, if you go back and comment on old episodes that we've done on YouTube, which people do do, I read all the YouTube comments. Um, so, and I read them all thoroughly. Somebody had a big old complaint about cam girling in Turn Me On, Take Me Private, which I love. So, um, please feel free to, if you're rewatching an old one of ours, feel free to you know, yell at us or comment or whatever. Yeah. We appreciate all your words. Um, until next week, Taylor, where are you on the internet? And what are you up to these days? I am online. Still on Twitter at Elfbond.com. And I will be there until I die, unfortunately, for all of us. Um, I'm also on Instagram at Taylor underscore Gates underscore. Um, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I review some other things in writing on Collider and Fanversation. So, yeah, you can read that, too, if you'd like. <laughs> My thoughts on this stuff. Amazing. Um, I am everywhere. Nope. I'm on Instagram. You are <laughs> in one place, exactly, actually. I left all the other places. <laughs> Shit. All right. I'm on Instagram at Yeltiegle. That is Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. Uh, you can also find me on the Electric Now app for the official after show for Almost Paradise called Paradise Found. Uh, you can also find me on uh, the official after show for Leverage Redemption, the first two seasons on Electric Now, and After the Arc uh, on Sci-Fi and Electric Now, which is the after show for The Arc. Uh, that's everything. Oh, if you want fun merch, you know, it's in the description below. If you didn't catch our graphic of what the next episodes are, that is also noted in the description below because I did it in advance and so I wrote it in. Uh, thanks for joining us, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.